0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another middle-aged gaming podcast today. It's just Adam and myself. Antoine is out sick, as you can imagine. It's wintertime in the northern hemisphere, COVID is going around. I've talked to a few people this week who are getting sick, so please keep safe wherever you are. But if you are sick, you get to stay home and play games, which is just wonderful. Today we have a lot of news to cover because it's just the two of us, so potentially we're going to get through six stories, including the Star Wars Jedi Survivor story you're looking at right now, Steam Deck stuff, PlayStation stuff about soccer. For those of you who are soccer fans and maybe you're like, oh my God, I'm enjoying the soccer a lot. I want to play some soccer games. We have those for you. So stick around. Don't worry, we'll get to those stories very soon. But before we do, I hope you guys have been following Adam. Adam's been playing Frozen Flame on Twitch, which is a game, if you go back a few episodes ago, he talked about it and he's actually living the dream and it looks fantastic. I'm actually a little bit jealous because I'd love to play it right now, but I'm playing other stuff. Now I've gone back to Switch gaming, but I'll talk about that just now. Adam, tell us more about Frozen of Flame and What's going on there?
1: Yeah, it's like I've said before, it's basically you are, it's an RPG kind of thing, but there's no real story to Or I shouldn't say that. There's a story to it, but it's not, there's no dialogue choices or anything like that. So basically the dragons have been driven away and you're trying to stop this thing called the faceless so that you can save them or whatnot. And, yeah, I'm actually done with what's available right now. There's basically the starting area, the starting world or whatever. And the second area, I've gained access to it, or I've gotten the items that I need to get to it. But uh, when you go to the portal that'll take you there, it says, part two coming soon. So, (laughs) Because the game is still in early access. I can't quite get there yet. So instead, what I've been doing is just cleaning up some of the extra stuff that maybe I hadn't quite done before. Some things that were maybe a little bit difficult that I had skipped over. And I'm going back and collecting those, finding all the treasure chests and exploring the island a little bit more. And I do have a little bit more of crafting to do. There is one item that I've unlocked called a... I don't remember what it's called, but basically it's supposed to help you break down old gear. So... In the game, I've collected gear over time, and I'll have, say, an axe for cutting down a tree, and then maybe through a quest or something, they'll give me an axe. And I'm like, well, I already have one. I don't need two. Usually, you would sell the second one. In this game, there's no no way to sell anything. So I'm just stuck with two axes. So I have boxes of gear that I had two choices. I could either put it in a box, or I could just fly off into the wild randomly and drop it somewhere and walk away. (laughs) Just litter. So instead, I've been collecting all my stuff in a box on the off chance that there was maybe a way to sell it or something later. And now I've unlocked this thing that's supposed to help me break things down. So I'm trying to get that, but it is going a little bit slow because it does have... One thing about this game is that you can't really do too much too quickly. And a lot of games, I know people, like, blow through them super fast. And this game seems to have a built-in way to keep things relatively slow. Like, for example... The way you get money is you can do quests, and you'll get a good chunk of money doing that, but if, or opening certain treasure chests, once you've got that money, the only other way to get it is you'll find pots laying around, and you'll smash them, and you'll get maybe two or three gold coins, but an item can cost 500 gold coins, so it just takes a really long time. So there's no real point in going out and farming for gold. It's more of when there's something available, hey, there's a pot over there, I'll smash it and just grab it while I'm here. So because of that, it makes it kind of, of a slower pace where you can't really just grind one thing out really easily. Yesterday, I was looking for magic seeds. And you can get them from plants. These uh, There's these pink flowers that grow on the ground, you can get magic seeds from them. And I was just flying around from every island just looking for these things. And I could only find maybe six or seven of them. But i but after doing all this, I have actually picked up a few tips that I think could help people who come in after me so that I could do it faster. For example, I've noticed that these flowers typically only grow outside of these little, they're, they're these little I guess they're elves. And they sometimes create these little little places, they're little hovels where they live. And if you get close, there's usually a chest in there, so if you kill them off, you can... Take the chest on the inside, and I've noticed they usually grow outside those. Once I know where those things are, I can typically—I've never seen one just growing randomly in the wild, so I have a better idea of what kind of locations might have these things. So things like that, I've been noticing, and but yeah, I was thinking about maybe at some point, maybe just doing a quick tips and tricks how to get started in a Frozen Flame, and just have little tips like that. In it. But I'm still really enjoying it. I'm disappointed that I've burned through most of it i'm hoping that the new update comes soon and i'll have more stuff to explore soon so
0: i understand there's i think i've spoken about on the podcast i did a whole bunch of kickstarter games and a bunch of them are out in early access and Twan's talked about my time at sandrock and i played my time at porsche there's another one coral island is out these all these sort of farming life sim games that i like but yeah no i hate though i don't play that much but i hate to sort of play this stuff and then 20 hours into the game yeah you gotta wait and i don't like waiting i'm not the most patient person so i guess my question for you adam is like what are you going to play next
1: i'm not quite sure because i also i guess it was on sunday finished cyberpunk i still have a few things i want to go through there i'm going to grab the other endings but uh, yeah i finished that game as well so now i need to figure out what i'm going to play next
0: what do you think about your ending
1: yeah Trying To think of how to, I, I it's it, I could do an entire episode just talking about cyberpunk. I'll be honest, going through the whole thing, but uh, I felt that is, I, I will say this I felt satisfied with the ending, but I felt really bad for what happened. I felt it, it felt like a good trage- tragedy to me. Like, for instance, what was that movie I was watching or something? Oh, so something like not Death Stranding, but there are some things where you play them. And okay, so it, did you ever watch Game of Thrones? No, never. Okay. In Game of Thrones, there's the character of Joffrey, right? And Joffrey is just this horrible character. And you hate him. You like you really hate him. But I feel like he's such a great character because the the way the actor portrays him so well, you legitimately hate this person, but you hate them because they're they do a hated character so well. And I feel like Cyberpunk is in that where it's like it's a tragedy. And you feel terrible, but it's a good kind of terrible because it feels real in a way. It's not a disappointment. It's just kind of like, oh, but this is life. This is how life is sometimes. And it feels authentic. And I think that's the point is that it, it does feel authentic. So I did enjoy my ending. I did feel really bad for a lot of people. And it did make me kind of solidified some of my opinions of some of the characters and stuff like that. Yeah. So which ending did you get or which one ending did you go with?
0: I think I remember telling you guys, like I played it and do you hear that? I do. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that is my neighbor upstairs. So hopefully they stop. Good thing. I can cut this out though. Yeah. No, this is not going to stop. Okay. I'm just going to talk. Okay. So yeah. My ending was very much similar to my Fallout 4 ending where... I made some choices that were, I felt like this was the right way to go. And I got to the end, I'm like, oh my God, this was probably not the right way to go. And Cyberpunk was the same. I think I remember finishing it in like 22, 23 hours. And I'm like, huh, this is short. This is not what I expect compared to the Witcher or other like Fallout, Mass Effect style games. Right. I remember playing those for 40, 50 hours, but Cyberpunk was done in 22 hours. And I'm like, that sucks. That's but my Cyberpunk game- 25. Because you do a lot of stuff, right? Like, like I felt like in Cyberpunk, and I complained about this was like the Keanu Reeves weakness in your head is just oh my god, you have to finish it. You have to, you can't walk around with this weakness. So that's what I felt like anyway. Yeah. Because and then that's one of my big, biggest complaints was that it's always you're in the middle of a fight. You're like oh my god, I feel sick, and then you you can't fight. And then I'm like this is. And I talked about this before. It's like I play games to be empowered to not be hobbled by weakness. And mm. like, what the hell is this game? But now my ending was. Not great. It was a very selfish ending, I I will say. Who did
1: you go with? Who
0: did I go with? Yeah, like for people who don't know, in Cyberpunk, right, you choose three sides, I guess, in the beginning. I chose the corporation. And I guess from that choice, you can guess what my ending was about.
1: You went with Hanako? Yes. I did too. That was my ending as well. And I felt Uh, perfectly happy with my ending. I did not (laughs) feel like I sold out at all, which is really funny.
0: I felt like I sold out.
1: No, I didn't. I felt like... I I felt that was one of the things is my V got along really well with Johnny. And there was a whole thing with Johnny's like saying, I'll take the bullet for you. I'll get out of your head. It's your body. I'll give it to you. I don't want to take over and all that. And then at the end, he starts acting like you betrayed him this whole time. But it's, this was never, this was always your fight this was never my fight i never betrayed you you said you had my back and now you say you don't just because i don't agree with what you say so i felt like johnny was being a bit selfish there at the end so i had a very different it
0: was in line with his character
1: oh no it was 100% in line with his character but that was the thing is he'll say is is i always felt like his character was very brash and not very reasonable a lot of the time where he would just say he was very much fuck corpos and all that and a lot of the times it was like Their people, Goro was a good person. Even at the end, Johnny admits like, okay, that guy wasn't so bad. So yeah, and then Hanako kept up her end of the bargain. Oh, she never, she didn't betray you. She kept up her end of it. And even offered you options at the end when she didn't need to. You know, Saburo was not a great guy. The son, Yorinobu, was actually, turns out, he's actually... Probably one of the better people. Corpos are, they're just people too. They, they have different, uh, yeah, they, they throw people under the bus, but so do the, so do the voodoo boys all the time. So do Ulstrom. you know, everybody's doing that. It's not an exclusively Corpo thing, but I had a lot of fun with it. I really enjoyed it, yeah.
0: And now that is, I would love to replay it without the Keanu Reeves element. Like I've seen people on Reddit talked about, like, hey, if this was in a sandbox game, I'd love to do it. I'm like, yeah, I'd love the world. I think it looks great now. They've patched it a bunch. I just don't want to play that story. I I would like to make my own character, go start at level one, go around and do missions, make it like a GTA cyberpunk game. That would be awesome.
1: I will say outside the main story, he doesn't pop up too much. So when you're doing things like gigs, when you're doing the NCPD stuff, most of the side quests that don't involve story, He might show up and make comments but you don't get that weakness element it just sounds more like you have you know somebody on comms basically so basically the only time the relic starts acting up is during story quests
0: really because i found it acting up during during the game at least when i played it in version one
1: that might have changed i don't know but yeah when i played it it pretty much only acted up in story quests when i was running around he was not a problem
0: see that yeah. Oh, then maybe that's, if they've changed that, that would be awesome. I'd be totally, nah, maybe not totally done, but <laughs> I would like I just, I'd still like to play the game without cameras.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It pretty much only shows up during story quests now.
0: Okay. All right. But we should move on to more exciting things. So to quickly summarize, I am done with Warhammer. Chaos Gate Demon Hunters, they're just, it's such a cool game, like the regular missions are fun and awesome and I love the gears and the RPG systems and all the different things you can get there. But like the game, I'm playing on the easiest difficulties, just it gets, you get these missions that are just crazy difficult that puts you on a back foot and it's, I would like to go back to the game and play it knowing everything I know now. But I don't want to restart because I already restarted once. I'm not going to restart a second time because it's just on the easiest difficulty of coming up to this mission. And I'm like, I Googled the mission on Reddit and they were like, oh my God, you need to do this. You need to have this certain kind of guy. You need to have these abilities. I'm like, where's the fun in that if I have to do it this particular way? It's just. And then the expansion is out yesterday or today, Taiwanese time. And that looks really cool. As we talked about in the previous episode, we have a Treadnought. So I'm like, oh no, but they're going to be like, okay, if you finish this game, this is going to be even harder. I'm like, I didn't even finish that game. How am I going to finish this expansion, which is really cool, but no. So I- I'm done. I have gone back to a Switch because I just assembled my TV cabinet on the weekends. So I can play my Switch in front of my big TV. But yeah, gaming wise, I'm playing on the Switch. Uh, I'm playing Defend the Rook, which is like a turn-based strategy game in the sort of XCOM style, but it's on like a chessboard. And there's a little bit of a story behind it, but I don't really care. It's basically going through a game. You're defending, like, a king or a queen. It looks like that anyway. And you're placing down towers, but you also have three fighters, a warrior, a wizard, and a thief. And you get waves appearing on the chessboard. You kill them off, and you proceed next to each stage. And each stage is like that. I didn't play for too long, maybe like an hour. Then the Spring expansion is out today, which is awesome. It is March of the Lich King, and you play as Arthas. For all those World of Warcraft people, and you go through the story of how he becomes evil if you've never played Warcraft 3, which is also, Warcraft 3 talked about that story as well. Um, so that expansion is out today, which is awesome. On the controversy, not really controversy, a bit of a complaints from people is that in order to unlock the Death Knight class on Hearthstone, you have to play the story quest. which is, I just want to play ranked, or that's what a lot of people want, they don't want to play the story. I'm in the same boot because I just want to play ranked and compete against other people story is kind of okay, but I played Warcraft 3. I already know that. I even bought a book at one point. That is out. So if you're a Halstorn person, yep, yeah, I think that is what I will be playing on my iPad probably because work is still busy. multiplayerized I played Operation Tango with my younger brother. The problem is that the, the, a lot of the games require a decent connection between people. So Operation Tango is a game where two people have to do these missions and it's like a spy kind of game. So if Adam and I were playing Adam would be the spy I would be the hacker and I'm helping Adam doing some computer stuff Adam is doing the physical stuff in the real world and it's a really cool co-op game like super fun. There's a lot of logic and thinking about stuff there's a lot of it's a game uh, really a 100% fun game that sort of sucks if you're connecting from Taiwan to Africa with the it goes there. And then Tetris while working. Then with my friend Hans, we finished the Sniper Elite again, because I already finished with Adam before. And so we are playing V Rising. We played a little bit this past week. It was really, really fun. It's not as... The character models are not as good looking as what I expected them to be, but it's like the RPG mechanics, the, the survival and crafting stuff look really nice. So yeah, a lot of new stuff to be playing this week. I tried Disco Elysium on the Switch and it was really wonderful dialogue, but the dialogue was so complex with all these big words. Yes, I know that sounds bad. I'm like, the big words just put me off. I'm like, no, I'm not in the mood for this. And then that was gone after 10 minutes of gameplay. And that is it for me, but we are going to jump right into our story. Adam, what is your first story?
1: Okay, let me pop it up here. My first story is going to be that the, oop, that's not the one thing I want. There we go. Oh, why is it not working now? Should be, oh no. Give me a second here. Take your time. Ah, There we go. There we go. All right. So my news is that the Game Awards is going to be doing their live stream. And there's going to be a Steam Deck giveaway every minute throughout the entire thing. And given that last year, this was about three hours long, that means that there is going to be about, give or take, 180 opportunities, maybe less, maybe more. To get a Steam Deck. And this isn't the full Steam Deck. The Steam Deck that they are giving away is the 512 gigabyte version. But they will be giving it away every minute. And if you look at my site here that I have popped up on the screen, if you are watching, not listening to the podcast, uh, you will notice that it says, unfortunately, I am not eligible for registration <laughs> due to my region. So unfortunately, Crean and I cannot get a free Steam Deck. However, you can still claim this beautiful little sticker here of a dancing Steam Deck, which I have done. But uh, yeah, so if you are, if you've been wanting a Steam Deck and you just haven't been able to get around to it because maybe, you know, it's too expensive or you just been waiting for a list, you know, go ahead and watch the Game Awards, register with, on Steam Community, and who knows, maybe you'll win a 512 gigabyte Steam Deck, so
0: that's really cool and that's exciting i was like as you're talking I'm like oh my god i gotta remember to watch the game world and then i'm like oh no why is it not available in taiwan that sucks
1: the regions that i saw were available were mostly english-speaking regions so u.s canada eu australia
0: i know cooper makes a good point nothing is cheaper than a free thing and you know, i'm also not signing off <laughs> yep. yeah no so it's i've seen this i don't know if you've seen this adam is like a there have been in the last two to three months or so people have been arguing again the usual thing of what are you getting now in december it's christmas time are you getting a switch or an led edition are you getting a steam deck and i've seen a bunch of youtubers like uh okay like, hey, the steam deck is better i still don't see that because there's still a lot of like compatibility issues and uh, things going on with the steam deck but uh, like when you're on the switch right you just you get a game and it works and it's there's no compatibility issues i have no, that's not true. I've had two crashes in four years of my Switch. That's it. And I've got my Switch collection has burgeoned. Like when I bought my Switch, I had one game. I'm pretty sure I'm about 70 games now, like right? with all the games I bought on sale for like 2 or $3. So yeah, but I think it's still a fantastic idea. If you can get a Steam Deck, why not? Exactly. exactly. And there are definitely a lot of like really cool games like the Witcher, which you can get on a Steam Deck, which do look better than the Switch. Like the Steam Deck Witcher is objectively, because the Switch is running the old NVIDIA Tegra 2 chip. the Steam Deck is running a much better GPU under the hood. So it's definitely worth it if you can get one. And I would definitely consider, no, I would not. Uh, so I would never get a Steam Deck just because I'm in the ecosystem. It's like, for me, I've looked at really cool Samsung tablets. And my friend has one. And hers is really nice, but I would never go back from an iPad to a Samsung tablet because I'm unfortunately stuck in the iPad ecosystem with all the board games I bought when I used to be a teacher that I used to play with my students. That I, they're on my iPad. There are a whole bunch of games I bought, I bought e- easily more than 100 games on the iPad, like physical games that I paid money for. And I'll, as long as I have an iPad, they're there until Apple gets to an iOS version where they disappear from. So eventually, if Apple's goes to iOS version where none of my games work. I'm like, okay, finally, I can get rid of this iPad, go back to Samsung and Android. So that is my take on that.
1: All right. Yeah, if I had a choice, I'd. if I was buying it, I'd probably go with a Switch only because I can play any Steam games on my PC, whereas I don't have a Switch. So that would open up an entire new avenue of games I don't have access to.
0: All right, let's go on to my first story.
1: Okay. Which is, I'm guessing this one?
0: Yes. So. I have not played the Star Wars Last Jedi game. So let me make that clear. Oh, you switched to the soccer one. Oh, sorry. So I have not played it, but I know it's on my Steam wishlist. It's just something out of the, the. I don't know why. Like, I used to love Star Wars as a kid. I remember my older brother taking me and my younger brother to a midnight showing a Star Wars movie, which is really awesome, really fun. But like, I've got Disney Plus, just like Adam has. And I have. Not really enjoyed a lot of Star Wars stuff except the Mandalorian, which is just like cowboys in space, which is awesome. Who can't like that? But yeah, no. So another Star Wars game, if you are a fan of The Last Jedi, this says May, it's coming out sometime in May. Stop Wars. Haha. <laughs> course it says stop wars. I like that. But yeah, if you are a fan of the Star Wars games and you're waiting for the next one, this is supposed to come out sometime in May. I would imagine this comes up for pre-order, like most companies would be very strategic about this. It'd come probably like in the last week or the few days before Christmas, they were like, hey, buy this game or pre-register for this game or pre-order this game. And because people are in that buying frame of mind, spending money, frame of mind, well, it's Christmas, I can do it, no worries. So I would keep an eye out for this month if it's not already up. I don't think it is anyway. Because this, what well, the story is that the Steam page was leaked and people are like, oh my God, it's coming out wonderful. So Star Wars Jedi Survivor is coming in twenty twenty-three. And if you're a fan, definitely keep an eye out for it. I would follow the EA account because they usually tweet about that. Like Twitter. Despite Twitter's craziness these days, is still a place for you to get like really up to the minute news but a way you can pre-order this game and be one of the first people to get like a super deluxe game set or something like that. If you're one of those peoples who likes to buy physical things. And that is it for this story. So if you guys are interested in Star Wars and the last, I should say the last Jedi, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, please let us know. Adam, what's your next story?
1: Next up, I have the PlayStation is going to be releasing its December games tomorrow, I believe. Should be December 8th, which is Thursday. Usually it comes out on the first Thursday of the month, unless it's on the first or the second. So the three games that are coming out are Divine Knockout and Mass Effect Legendary Edition and Biomutant. So, everybody should know Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition at this point. Basically, it is Mass Effect, the original trilogy, altogether, but this is an updated version. I did uh, some higher res textures and whatnot. Same game, has all the DLC, with the exception of one of them. I'm not, I don't remember exactly which DLC it does not include, but there was one of the DLCs, I believe, that was not included due to some sort of corruption in the source code or error or something like that or... Licensing I don't remember exactly what it was so I think it is missing one of the DLC, but everything else is there So it's the full version if you haven't played Mass Effect This is the perfect time to go ahead and check it out, especially if you're on PlayStation because It's going to be free if you have PlayStation Plus so I really enjoyed it. I Was not tempted to re-get it because I had played the original Mass Effect just a few years ago But if it's free, I might be tempted to run through it again. But yeah, I don't know if I will or not, because I feel like I would end up making the exact same choices I already have. So I don't know if I'd actually change up the story or not. Maybe I wouldn't. One that I'm a little more interested in is Biomutant. Oops, sorry, that's the wrong page. One that I'm a little more interested in is Biomutant. Now, when Biomutant first came out, or when it was first advertised, a lot of people were really looking forward to this game. They thought it was looking really interesting. And then it came out and it didn't get very good reviews. People were saying it was basic. It wasn't as in-depth as they would have liked. Some people didn't like the fact that there is no dialogue. Everything is narrated. There's basically one voice you hear throughout the entire game who narrates everything. Uh, So if you're talking to somebody, basically there's a narrator that says something along the lines of, This little fellow believes that blah, 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 blah. So you're not actually hearing what the guy says. You're hearing a narrator basically telling you what the guy was talking about. So some people didn't like that. I'd still like to check it out, though, and the fact that it's free. This actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, maybe this will be the game that I stream next just because, you know, even if it is basic, it's free, and I can still have fun. And a lot of people are saying it still has some fun to it. It's just not as deep as they were expecting. And the third game is... Divine Knockout, which I had never actually heard of, but then after doing a little bit of research on it, it seemed a little more interesting to me. So Divine Knockout is a game where you're playing as various gods, Amaterasu, Thor, which is a lot of games now. I feel like a lot of games are doing this, like Smite and stuff like that. But the difference is here is if you're a fan of games like Super Smash Brothers, the platformer, uh, what do they call them, platform brawlers, where you're supposed to knock people off. It's that kind of game, but it's done in 3D not in 2d so you don't have the guys moving side to side you're actually on you know a round platform and you run around and you're trying to knock each other off so this is another one that i might be tempted to stream just to check it out like i might say hey you know what i've never played this before other people haven't played it before maybe i'll stream it just to check it out so that's another option that i could try this one because this one's probably a little less heard of so i could definitely see people wanting to watch a stream to be like hey do i want to play this or because i've never heard of it so might be tempted to try that one as well seeing as i don't really know what else to do next and i do still have persona 5 royal but that game from what i've heard is long so i'm thinking after playing cyberpunk i want kind of something that's going to be a little bit shorter and simpler before i dive into something as long and as deep as that's going to be so uh this might be another option for me as well to try out so
0: Yeah. Cool. That's really interesting. It's strange. Like, I'm just thinking about, yeah, it's December 7th. How do you give free games away when it's one week into the year, but I mean, into the month? But it's, I guess you said like it's the first Thursday of the new month, which kind of makes sense.
1: Yep. They do that every month.
0: Cool. That is nice and fantastic choices if you are playing for like a, sub- a subscription service. Okay, let's move on to my second story, which is best football games on PC in 2022. As you guys know, and I was telling Adam, I'm, I should say I'm not a sports hater, but like I, like when I moved to America, I loved baseball. I love the Boston Red Sox and uh, baseball was like my, it's probably is the number one sport I like right now, but I will never watch it just because it just, it doesn't, make it up my priority list in terms of time I want to spend. So if I'm not playing games, I'll probably watch some TV or doing some work around the house or something like that, like managing finances or all the stuff you do as an adult. But yeah, there are a lot of good suggestions here, typical things like FIFA 23, PES if you're not a FIFA fan because FIFA has all these microtransactions and packs and that sort of stuff. But if you are watching the Soccer World Cup and you're enjoying soccer, and I know I get that feeling sometimes where I'm watching an event and I'm like, okay, this is cool. Yeah, Carball, Rocket League. Noble Cooper makes a good suggestion. Like Rocket League, a very fun version of soccer. There are a bunch of different Rocket League spin-offs, which you can get on iPad as well, um, which some of my students uh, used to love to play, like soccer, car, ball stuff. So yeah, there, there, there's literally a c- kind of soccer for everyone. If you're very hardcore into soccer, there's even soccer card games, as this list mentions, which I didn't know. But again, that would never make it up my, high enough up my priority list, but yeah. If you are feeling for soccer and you'd like to play something because you are feeling the atmosphere of the World Cup and you're enjoying the soccer games, and maybe you played soccer when you're in school. These are some great suggestions. You can add them to your Steam list or your PS, is it just called the PS5 wishlist?
1: Yeah, it's called PS5 wishlist, yeah.
0: Okay, so your PS5 wishlist, you can add it to Deku Deals on the Switch as well. There's a bunch of soccer games there. And you can keep an eye out for those games when they are on sale. You can get them. If you haven't bought somebody a Christmas present just yet, these might be some suggestions for the soccer fan in your life. And that is it for the story.
1: All right. So I guess it's on to my next one then. Oh, I'll fix that later. Uh, so my next story and final story is for Elden Ring. So obviously this was one of the biggest games of 2022 and is a very big contender for Game of the Year. So we'll see if it gets it or not. But it is still coming out with new updates. And most recently they have the new Colosseum update. So I'm not quite sure what the Colosseum is given that I haven't played the game yet. But I'm assuming it's basically PvP where you can get in and then play with other people. Now, they do have game. They do have like invasion mode where you can jump into somebody else's game and try to hunt them down in their own game. You can get friends in and stuff like this. But what I'm guessing this is, it's going to allow you to officially just get in and face off one on one and not have to worry about, you know, it impacting your main gameplay. You're not gonna have to worry about being in the middle of a boss and somebody jumping in and ganking you from behind, or you're gonna have to interrupt your whatever you're doing in order to get somebody to, to fight off somebody or hide from them or whatever. This is going to be you just wanna fight people, and that's basically one-on-one fights, and you know, you don't want all this was it, cat and mouse game, then this is for you. Go ahead and check that out. Elden Ring, Mysterious, oh, sorry, the Coliseums update should be open. And let's see, December 7th. So that is actually today. So yeah.
0: Or tomorrow for Taiwanese people, depending. Because like Hearthstone always launches at like evening Pacific time. So it always ends up being the next day for Taiwan, which kind of, I guess, because it means I just wake up, one me, boss me. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Elden Ring is another thing. Speaking of social media and shorts and stuff like that, that was popular. I used to see all these shorts about people fighting each other, PVP stuff on Elden Ring, going back to the beginning of the year, But now I hardly, I never see Elden Ring videos anymore on YouTube. And it's like, like, we put out three shorts a week. And like, now that I'm doing shorts on my other podcast as well, like, you see YouTube shorts. I think I remember when I published the latest YouTube short yesterday, YouTube was at 410 million shorts. Last week, it was at 400 million shorts. So in seven days, they've had 10 million short videos uploaded. Tells you the impressive nature of shorts, which is cool. So you guys should keep an eye out for that and eldering as well. And let's move on to my last story because the first one is something I want to talk to Adam about. So maybe you've had a bad year. You've lost some money on FTX, and I apologize for that. Things aren't great. 2023 is not looking any better. I just had a huge four-hour meeting, like meeting, but an like end of the year meeting at the company I work for, and our CEO was like, yeah, 2023 is not going to look any better. Maybe things will only get better for equities and stocks and crypto and all that stuff in 2024. So that means you probably don't want to spend money. You probably want to stash the cash, as they say. To that end, we have from games Radar 25 free-to-play games you can play right now. The very first one is the Sims 4, which I totally forgot was free-to-play. Just recently. Oh, just recently. Okay. So I remember when I played The Sims, right? Just playing the base game, I felt like you could play the base game for 30 hours or so. How does that sound, Ed?
1: Oh, you mean like until you've completed everything, or you mean like for free? I mean,
0: for free and until you completed everything. Because I remember the story like they were saying, yeah, the, the base game is going to be free, but of course you still have to pay for the DLCs. So I'm like, is 30 hours hours right for like finishing a Sims? Or not like finishing, like getting to a high enough stage in The Sims game.
1: The Sims is one of those games that doesn't really have a set ending. So the goals are what you want them to be. Families can be multi-generational. So for for 30 hours, you could definitely build a house and get fairly high up in a career, but you're not going to be able to explore... I don't think you'd be able to explore everything. You wouldn't be able to unlock every career. You wouldn't be able to see four generations of your Sims. And you wouldn't be able to, I don't think you'd be able to experience everything unless you were rushing it. Uh, But The Sims is definitely a very kind of relaxing Zen game that you're not supposed to be blazing through. And it doesn't really have an end goal. It's just, what do you want to do right now? Go ahead and do that. It's kind of like Minecraft in a way.
0: Okay. Thanks for, it's, it's great that you mentioned that. Number 24, Star Wars The Old Republic. And number 23, Pinball FX3, number 22, Smite. So you'll see a lot of these free to play games are multiplayer games, but I'm I'm glad The Sims is on there. Uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, also another great choice. I play that with my brothers. 21, RuneScape, number 20, World of Tanks, number 19, Fallout Shelter, which is another free to play game on mobiles and iPads and tablets. Number 18, Paladins, number 17, Dota 2, number 16, EVE Online. Oh, I totally forgot EVE Online was free. Again, but then this is one of those games which has like a limit of you get to... Sims 4 also still has the DLC pack packs for around $60. That's not bad. But again, if you are looking for pretty free-to-play games, you're probably not going to play, and you're going to be able to spend $60. Number 15, Multiverse. Now, this has been a hit we've talked about before as well, and you can see, if you're looking at this link, you can see LeBron James fighting Bugs Bunny, which is, again, in reference to the Space Jam movie. Again, a really fun game if you're into platformers and battle royals, and you can buy the $60 Smash Brothers on Switch. This is a really great alternative. I think it's probably the premier. It's even better than hauler on the PC, which I believe was like the second best brawling platform game in the world until, well, this came out. Number 14, Bomber, Grounds Battle Royale. Number 13, Counter-Strike Go. Hotstone. number 12. Yes, very fun. They've gotten a lot better about new players. So if you are into card games and you like Hearthstone, World of Warcraft, Blizzard, that universe, it's definitely something you can do. And it's totally doable because now, like when you join, you start at level 50 and you want to go up to level one. Level one is the highest before you get legend. But at level 50, you're not playing people like me who've been playing for eight years who have pretty much all the cards. And I occasionally I get it to a new player who Unfortunately, I have to beat down. It's very easy to see, by the cards you play are like, okay, this guy is like a new player. Uh, then I feel sorry for them. And yeah, so no, you can play and you will just be playing people at your level. Um, definitely something I can recommend. Path of Exile... If you're into Diablo games, awesome choice and free to play. Really good monetization schemes. You're not paying for like extra content or weapons. It's not as bad as Blizzard for when it comes to Diablo. Nice. Destiny 2, New Light. Yes, Destiny is free. Adam and I streamed. Did we stream Destiny at one point? I think we did. Yeah, cool. Brawlhalla, I just mentioned it over there. Number nine. Dauntless is a Monster Hunter free to play game on PlayStation 5 as well. It's a game I've been wanting to play. Did you ever play Dauntless, Adam?
1: I have it downloaded. My friend and I were going to play it one time, but something about uh, one of us had to get in, had to update it. Uh, Cause we, we normally I play Apex with my friends and one friend couldn't make it. So we were like, oh, okay, let's do something else today. And we were gonna play Dauntless, but then yeah, one of us had to download an update or something. And for whatever reason, we just couldn't play it that day. So I haven't played it yet, but I wanted to.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's the same for me. I to the emails. I think this was after I was playing Warframe and I was like, okay, I want to take a break. I want to play something else. And Dauntless was there. And I like the idea of gearing up and RPG elements. Let's move on. Number seven, Valorant, of course, is super, super popular. A big competitor with Apex. These are the guys made by Riot Games who make League of Legends. Number six, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy 14 is it free?
1: It's free for the first. It's free for the original game and the first expansion. So oh, I don't okay. think they've added the second expansion yet, but yeah, you can play the first expansion, and I'm, that's a lot of story. So okay. that's sixty levels.
0: Damn! Oh, I didn't know that. I I thought Final Fantasy was like a subscription model.
1: It is, but they added the free to play. It used to be that you could play up to level thirty free, and now they've changed it so you can play up to level sixty free, and that'll get you through the original, yeah, the original game, and then the first expansion. So
0: there's a lot
1: in there you can do for free they do lock you out of some content you can't start a guild you can't i don't think you can join what they call link shells which are bulletin board systems and like chat rooms i don't think you can join those i don't think you can send direct messages to people like whispers or anything like that but uh, you can do the entire story you can join parties you can have a friends list and all that yeah so that's a good deal
0: all right, we're almost done. Number five, Call of Duty Warzone. Okay, this is not Warzone 2, which is out. This is the last year's Warzone. Number four, Apex Legends. If you'd like to check out Adam's all Oh no, they're not available. They're available on YouTube, I would imagine. Adam's VODs for Apex Legends. Check those out. Genshin Impact, number three. Warframe, number two. Awesome. I love Warframe a lot, but it's just gotten... There's so much detail, so many systems in the game these days. I've just never gotten back to it. Number one, of course, the father that started off... All this free-to-play craziness is Fortnite. Fortnite Season 4 is coming out. Chapter 4, not Season 4. It's coming out pretty soon. I think if it's not already out. I think it's and already so those, out. It's already out. Okay. So wonderful. Those are the choices. So if, you, if there's a game on there that you, we didn't mention or that Games Radar didn't mention, please let us know. What's a good choice for people who are trying to save money before next year or saving money in the holiday season? It is energy costs are expensive around the world. So yeah, let us know what are some other choices we can maybe do a future episode about that. As always, I gotta start to remember to say this at the beginning of the show because that is what YouTubers suggest and social media people suggest is please subscribe to us on the YouTube channel, right? We have an easy to remember URL right now. It's youtube.com at maged gaming. So M-A-G-E-D gaming, right? Middle-aged gaming, right? So please subscribe to us there. Also, subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice, Apple, Google, whatever it is. Check out twitter.com slash gamingaged, right? Check out twitter.com slash twitter.com slash padiachi twitter.com slash touret Antoine. And I just met Phil the other day because he bought some of my board games and he was like, yeah, he's going to come back soon. So that would be nice as well. And Adam, final thoughts for today?
1: None really. The only thing I can think of is if you're looking for another free game, was it... Fantasy Star New Genesis is another option that was not on that list. Oh, cool.
0: Is that PS PlayStation only or uh, PC? No, or
1: it's on PC. I don't oh, think nice. it's on PlayStation.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. And with that, we will see you guys next week for games we were playing and some latest news stories. Catch you guys later. That's all we have time for, folks. Please don't forget to follow, like, subscribe, and share on social media. We are trying to build the best possible community out there. We want to create a home for people just like you. You can find Middle Age Gaming on YouTube, Twitter, Discord, Gmail, and Instagram. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to tune in to Adam and Phil's stream to have a chat with them. See you later!